Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over some of the costs of pool ownership. And no one said owning a pool would be cheap or inexpensive, but there may be things that you didn't think about when you had your pool put in. Or if you recently purchased a house with a pool, I'm going to go over some costs of operating the pool as well as some things that you may not have thought about associated with the cost of having a pool. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. So I think the first thing that you have to think about is the lifespan of the equipment. Now, some of the equipment lasts a very long time, so it's not something that you really need to worry about. And I really wouldn't lose any sleep over the replacement costs of some of the components. But there are some things that definitely may keep you up at night if you Google some prices. And the number one pool item, or pool equipment, I should say, that's going to be pretty expensive to replace is your gas heater. If you have a gas heater, the prices in the last two or three years have actually doubled in a lot of areas in California, Texas, and some other states where they require low NOx, low NOx heaters. The average price right now for a 400,000 BTU gas pool heater is around 4,000, maybe more than that, retail in most areas. So that's a pretty big chunk of change for one piece of pool equipment. And granted that the pool heater is going to last anywhere from 12 to 15 years. So it's one of those things that's very long-lasting. However, if you have a heater now that has maybe five or six years left on it as far as lifespan, expect to pay even more money down the road because every year the price of these heaters keeps going up. So expect to pay a premium for your pool heater when you go to replace it. Or if you are upgrading your pool heater, expect to pay a premium for that. The next piece of equipment that used to be the most expensive next to the heater was your pool filter, and luckily pool filters last anywhere from 10 to 15 years. And depending on the pool filter, you may have costs in between as far as replacing the cartridges or the DE grids. If you have a sand filter, it's probably the least expensive filter to operate because all you have to do is change the sand ever so often, and maybe not even that often. It may last the life of the filter depending on your region and how much dirt you get in your pool. But the other filters do require some parts like cartridges and grids. So that adds to the cost of that filter. For example, take a Pentair 420 or 420 square foot Clean and Clear Plus. The cost of that, maybe right now you can get it for about $1,500. Then you would pay $400 or $500 to have it installed. So let's just say it costs $2,000 to replace your pool filter. Every three years you're going to need to buy four new cartridges. The average is about $300 for those. For a good cartridge, you can get really cheap cartridges for like 150 but I would doubt if those would last for three years. So let's say you're buying a good quality Pleco filter replacement. 
about $300 every three years. That's $1,500. So the actual true cost of that filter over a 15-year period is $3,500. And see how that adds up because of the filter elements is what we call them in the industry that need to be replaced. And also with the DE grids, you're looking at pretty much the same ratio. The DE grids may be a little bit more expensive than the cartridges. And they may last as much as four years, but then you're paying a little bit more for the grids. So it's kind of a wash there. So not only are you paying for the filter, you're also paying for the elements that go in there, except, like I said, with the sand filter, which is probably the least expensive filter to operate over that course of 15 years or so. And I'm breaking this down for you just to show you that the equipment can become very expensive for the pool. And the next component would be the pool pump. And I said the filter used to be the second most expensive. But since the Department of Energy has kind of interfered in the pool industry and they're mandating variable speed pumps, basically, they're not really mandating them, but there's really no way around installing a pump that's not really a variable speed pump unless you go for something like three-fourth horsepower and then your pool's not going to be flowing too well. But the variable speed pumps have been increasing in price. And I can see this coming based on demand because before the Department of Energy regulated this last year, I think it was in July that they implemented this, the price of the variable speed pumps was lower than they are now. There's probably a premium added on to each one of two or $300 easily. And I think this has to do with the fact that they see a demand for these pumps. And so, of course, they can raise the price on them because everyone needs them. And this is the American way. So you're going to be paying a lot more money for a variable speed pump to replace your single speed pump. And the equipment pad is probably going to be the most expensive component of your pool next to the chemicals you're going to use every year in that pool. Now, if you have a saltwater generator, you're adding another expense because every four or five years you're buying a new salt cell or you may be upgrading to a new salt a new system when that one wears out so there are other components like uv and ozone that do add to the cost of the equipment pad but a basic pad with a variable speed pump a filter and a heater is going to be the components that are going to cost the most for you over that course of 10 or 15 years and if you recently purchase a home with an existing pool you really can't tell the age of the equipment, but you can kind of gauge it if you're a professional, how old the equipment is. And if you get an assessment from a pool pro, they can give you an idea of how old the equipment is. We can identify it sometimes on the label. There's a date on the serial number of your filter. If you can still read it, there's a date on there. But just by eyeballing the equipment and kind of knowing the manufacturers and the ones that are no longer producing certain models of pumps or design has changed over the years, we can gauge the age of your equipment and pretty much let you know how long each of these are going to last for you. So an added expense with purchasing a house with a pool could be the replacement cost of the equipment a lot sooner than if you had one built. And the replacement time frames that I gave you are fairly accurate as far as the equipment wearing out needing to be replaced. I didn't give you a replacement date on the variable speed pool pumps. Basically, you're looking at a good 10 years with those pumps, actually. They're really long-lasting. And then you can just replace the motor on the back, which will save you a little bit of money in the long run. So those have a long lifespan, longer than a single-speed pump, obviously. Most of the barrel speed pumps on my pool route are 10 years, have gone 10 years or more without needing to be replaced. And so that's where I get that number from. When I first started in the industry, there were no variable speed pumps. And I was around when the first ones dropped. The Pentair Teleflow was one of the first VS pumps that dropped on the market. 
and I have some first generations that are still actually operating out there that would be what 15 years or so old right now so those are very long lasting so let's go on to the chemical cost that's going to be something that you can't avoid now with the inflation although I've seen some price cuts on the tablets recently by like $20 which is not a huge amount since they went up to an astronomical level but the average chemical cost during the season is definitely inflated over what it was two or three years ago so the cost of adding chemicals to your pool to maintain it has really gone up quite a bit and based on your pool size would be the deciding factor the usage also is a factor but the main factor is of course the pool size and how much chlorine acid you're going to need in that pool to move the numbers to get them in balance. If you have a larger pool, it's going to cost you a lot more money to maintain that. For example, if you have a 25,000 gallon pool, expect to be putting in one gallon of liquid chlorine every two or three days on average. So if a gallon of liquid chlorine from the pool store is costing you about $6 right now to put in your pool, if you're putting a gallon of liquid chlorine in every, let's say every three days, so every week you're spending $12 on chlorine, and then you may put one or two tablets in there to help maintain the chlorine level. With the elevated price, I would say each tablet is about, let's say $2 right now. So you're putting two tablets in, two gallons of liquid chlorine, and you may be using about a gallon of acid every week in the summertime to lower the pH down in a pool that's 25,000 gallons. And that costs right there, that's about $23, $24 a week or so for just your basic maintenance chemicals or maintenance dose of chemicals. So that adds up to close to $100 a month in the summertime just to add chemicals to your pool. That's quite a lot of money because the price maybe two years prior was about $60 to keep your pool a pool of that size. Now the smaller pools are going to cost less of course, but I'm going off of a larger pool to kind of give you an idea of how much it costs for the chemicals. And so if you do pool service and you're charging, you know, you're not charging a lot of money for a pool that's 25,000 gallons, you're probably not making any money because of the chemical cost. Even at your wholesale pricing, you're still not making a lot of money unless the customer absorbs the cost of the tablets. And even then, you're probably not making too much money because the wholesale costs of the chemicals have really skyrocketed also for us. And I would say, look at how much you're charging for your pool service and how much chemicals you're using and if you're putting this amount into a pool and you're not charging a set amount to cover the cost of that or a good amount I should say to cover the cost of that you're actually losing money in this day and age with the inflated cost and you can also let's say switch from trichlor to a calhypo tablet and you'll find that the cost of the calhypo tablet is a lot more than the trichlor tablet probably not hugely more but it is going to be more expensive than the trichlor tablets but I prefer those over trichlor because they don't add any cyanuric acid to the pool and this will save you on the other spectrum of chemicals that you can add to the pool which is algicides or chlorine to shock the pool because you have algae in there and I recently did a podcast on trichlor tablets you can refer to that one of why this is kind of one of those things that inflates the cost of using trichlor not only do you have to drain the water in some cases or partially drain it but you're going to be adding algicides and a lot more chlorine to the pool. So it may be better just to get the Calhypo tablets and pay the higher price on that. And you really can't look at maintaining your pool as kind of this price comparison thing. It's not like going out to the restaurant and you see that a New York steak is 
you know, $18, and you see the ribeye is $23. Of course, if you're on a budget and you really don't want to spend too much on dinner, getting the New York steak is fine. You can live with that. It's not a big deal. I definitely prefer a ribeye over New York steak. But if you have to make a choice like that, that's fine. But as far as your pool, it's not like looking at a menu and looking at the prices. You're looking at the best way to maintain your water. And it's not always the most inexpensive way. And I think you have to get that out of your head that if you're paying, you know, $40 or $50 more for a bucket of Cal Hypo tablets, that you're actually losing money. When actually you're saving money because you're going to counter some of the side effects of the high cyanuric acid and the trichlor, which means you're not going to be buying shock to add to your pool. You're not going to be having to maintain the chlorine level at five, six, seven, eight parts per million just to keep algae out. And you're not going to be buying algicides for your pool. So factor that in. And this probably takes too much thinking and math here for most people, even myself. And so I don't even worry about the price point. In most cases, I look for What's the best way to treat this pool or sanitize this pool to make it the most cost-effective long run? And I would say moving away from trichlor is probably your best bet. And going with the CalHypo tablet, I think the Pool Life tablet is a good one because it takes about seven days for it to dissolve. And I mentioned in a different podcast that it takes about two CalHypo tablets equal one trichlor tablet. And so you're going to spend a lot more money on CalHypo. But then, like I mentioned, on the back end, you're going to save money without having to buy all those other chemicals to add to your pool. And then a cost that you probably never considered when you purchased a home with a pool or when you're having a pool built, you're definitely going to go with the variable speed pump. So that'll help offset some of this. But if you purchase a pool with a single speed pump, know that that single speed pump is probably the second most expensive appliance to run in your house besides your refrigerator. So you're going to be spending a lot of money in the season, and out of the season, I should say, because usually you have to keep your pool pump running in the winter, along with the summer, unless you live in a state where you close down your pool. But the pool pump is going to add a significant amount of money to your energy bill or the cost of operating your home. And in California, we're on a tiered system, at least in my service area, which is Southern California Edison. And in the good old days, it used to be four tiers. They brought it down to three tiers. And so going to the highest kilowatt hour rate is really easy to get to now with only three tiers instead of four. And you're going to be paying a lot of money for your electricity costs based on the kilowatt hours. Now, there's not a good way to translate your kilowatt hours to watts or usage that I can think of. But the example I like to use is let's say you have a 1.5 horsepower a single speed pump running that generates about 1800 watts of power. It, which is like 18 100 watt light bulbs on. And if you run that in the summer, eight hours a day, it's like having 18 lights on in your house, basically 18 100 watt lights on your house. Now, what does that mean per hour? It just depends on how much a kilowatt hour is in your area. So you have the pool pump running, which is 18 light bulbs on in your house, which is a lot of electricity, by the way, if, you have, if you're not tracking with that example. And so eight hours a day times 30 days, and you can see how this adds up to be the second most expensive appliance running in your house next to your air conditioner. Of course, the best way to save on your electricity costs is to go with a variable speed pump, which will save you a significant amount of money because that same pump running eight hours a day, well, technically it's not running eight hours a day because you're running it on a lower speed. But let's just take the low speed example. 
of 1800 RPMs running for 12 hours a day. At 1800 RPMs, you're using about 130 watts of electricity while that pump is running. And if you boost it up for six more hours at 2400 RPMs, maybe you're running 250 or 260 watts of power. So you can run your variable speed pump all day basically and not equal one hour of runtime on your single speed pump. That's how much electricity that, that will save you. And it's not the savings uh, as based on the wattage. It's the savings based on your total kilowatt hours. Because if you have, you know, 1800 watts running every hour for eight hours a day versus 130 watts running for 12 hours a day or 14 hours a day, you can see the significant differences that it make on your energy costs based on your overall usage in your house. So the energy costs can be mitigated significantly by investing. Of course, you're going to pay a lot of money up front for a variable speed pump to be put in, but you're going to save all that money on the other end, the back end of it over that 10-year period on energy electricity costs. So if you're looking for the best way to save money on the operation of your pool, I wouldn't say that getting, you know, putting less chemicals in or going, getting cheap chemicals or finding the cheapest price and searching all over town for inexpensive chemicals is the best way to save on your pool. The best way to save on your pool is to actually reduce your energy usage. I mean, if you can save 50 or $60 a month on your electricity bill, that translates into a lot of savings over the course of the year by just having a variable speed pump installed. And that's why the manufacturers say the pump pays for itself within like two years of usage because of the savings there. So I would say having a pool, of course, is not inexpensive. You have to worry about the equipment replacement costs. I haven't even covered resurfacing the pool, which again is something else that has become astronomical in price to replaster or to put new pebble tech in your pool. Or if you have a liner or if you're going to reglaze your fiberglass, you're going to have to cross that bridge when it gets there. But as far as just the primary operating costs, your pool equipment, the chemicals you're going to put in your pool, and of course your energy usage, these are the main things that are going to increase the operational budget of your household. And of course, if you add pool service onto that, you're going to, of course, raise that up. But it may not be a bad idea to add pool service because I mentioned the retail cost of all these chemicals. And then one thing I didn't mention here, which I think is an important aspect, it's a time factor. You know, you may be a doctor and let's say you make $200 an hour. If you break down your pay and you spend, if you spend an hour trying to get your pool cleared up, you know, it's cloudy and you're going back and forth to the store. Is it really worth spending that much time to maintain the pool yourself rather than working in your profession? Even if you make $50 an hour, you know, doing your pool is time away from doing things that could make more money. And I always look at it like this. When I pay for someone to do something, I can, of course, put a sink in my rental property or a toilet. It's not super difficult. I've done it before, but my time is worth more than what it would cost me to hire a plumber. This is not an arrogant statement. And this is something that you have to understand that your time is worth more in a lot of cases than doing something that someone else can do that you can pay them to do. For instance, a pool professional to maintain your pool, that the chemicals to balance the water, to do all the running around for you is better to pay somebody in a lot of cases than to do it yourself. Because in reality, your time is much more valuable spent in your profession, making more money or working a side gig that makes more money than maintaining your own pool and 
all intents and purposes. I think that's true in a lot of cases. And in all reality, taking care of your own pool may even cost you more money because you can't get things dialed in. You're running back and forth to the pool store again. You're spending lots of money on shock and other chemicals to get your pool back in shape. When you could have just paid someone to maintain your pool every month, month in and month out, and not really worry about it. So there is value to the pool service industry, to hiring someone to do your pool for you. And I think in a lot of cases, it's logical to have someone maintain the pool for you, to take that aspect and those headaches away from you. And you may just want to have free time to do other things, hobbies, spend time with your family, rather than messing with your pool. So one thing I didn't cover, of course, is the value of your time. And that's another factor with your pool that you need to think about. How valuable is your time? How much time do you want to put in to maintain your pool and messing with it rather than just hiring someone to do it? Bottom line, it's going to cost a lot of money to operate your pool from replacing equipment to buying the chemicals to maintain the pool weekly. If you're looking for other podcasts that I recorded, you can go to my website, swimmingprolearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon. That'll take you to a drop-down menu of other podcasts that I recorded. And if you want to enhance your business, definitely consider my coaching program. You can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week. God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick. If you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.